It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Up and at them. Rise and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. You're tuned in episode 482 of the Back Row Morning Show, proudly a part of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. I'm Radio Matt, the station manager and a nerd culture missionary here at LTN. I'm a third generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd. And I'm Mo, the chief cohort and crazy, here to bring the facts and fire to your day without a cup of coffee. <laughs> you emphasize that crazy so well. <laughs> crazy. Crazy. <laughs> Today on the show, we don't understand Dungeons and Dragons. Bruno, no, no. <laughs> Every time. Stop it. I don't know. Also on the show today, try and take my pickles and see what happens. <laughs> First, today it's Tuesday, May 24th, 2022, and we got some holidays to celebrate. That's right. It's National Caterers Appreciation Day. Mm-hmm. You know what? Um, we When we went to the Isotopes game that I told you about yesterday, mm-hmm. part of the deal was, and I didn't even know the stadium like offers this, but okay. they offer this picnic area for big like company outings and things where they cater a whole bunch of like burgers and hot dogs and desserts and stuff. And what's what's... What's wrong with you? <laughs> Brother mod. <laughs> Pterodactyl noises. Small burp. Got it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, this happened before we went live. Sorry, guys. <laughs> anyway, they uh, they put on this whole thing, and they had like a little drink station and everything. And you could tell they were they would all rather be somewhere else. But when they were serving you, they were very nice and yeah. very helpful and polite and like i'm like this these I, I appreciate being served by these people in this very hot sun where they have to stand in the sun and we get to be in the shade uh so we were gonna tip them but we didn't have any cash so <laughs> <laughs> it was a cashless venue they told us not to bring any money so we didn't have any money <laughs> put in the thing <laughs> It specifically said on all the material, we are a cashless <laughs> place now. <laughs> Just bring your card. So we did not bring any cash with us. We were going to tip them. So, what are you, you going to do? But we didn't. They don't have an ATM there because they're cashless. So here's your tip. <laughs> don't be job. cashless. Get a better job. But anyway, oh, I was very appreciative of them. So I'm just going to put it that way. Wow. That was their tip. My appreciation. Wow. <laughs> I'm so. <laughs> I don't know what to say right now. Um, <laughs> What's hey, the next it's holiday? also National Scavenger Hunt Day. Uh, I used to like scavenger hunts. Same. And then. And then I had to be the one putting them together, and they became a lot less fun then. <laughs> And when you put the scavenger hunt together, you don't get to participate in the scavenger hunt. Right. Because then people are like, oh, well, he already knew it was going to be on the scavenger hunt. So, yeah, that's like my reward for putting the thing together. I get to sit here for an hour while y'all drive around town. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's also National Brothers Day. 
Yeah. We don't like brothers either. Mm. No, I'm just kidding. I like my brothers. Mm. Matt, on the other hand. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate my brothers. I, I just, didn't say you hated them. We're not. I just said we don't like our brothers. Not pals. But I love my brothers. <laughs> Most of them. <laughs> I have four. I like most of them. Uh, it's also National Asparagus Day. Mm-hmm. Unless it's Archibald. Huh? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you were... Loudly and violently confused. (laughs) I thought you were somehow blaming asparagus on being bald. (laughs) (laughs) Mom made me eat my asparagus all my life, and look what happened. (laughs) 19 years old, this started happening. (laughs) All I heard was, I'm bald. (laughs) What? about oh gosh no <laughs> mo and i are nerds of several flavors but we're also nerds for several flavors and every week we like to showcase junk food that has recently been announced or even spotted in stores or on menus that's right and we're gonna kick it off with the mexican pizza is back y'all <gasps> it's been so long <sighs> what are you making that noise <laughs> <laughs> matt what so, hold on. First of all, Thursday night, was that your first time having the Mexican pizza? Technically, no. It was my second time. Okay. I had it on Tuesday because I have the app, which lets you get it early. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, I was up all night from like 2.30 <laughs> until 6 o'clock Friday morning because I had the Mexican pizza for dinner Thursday night. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm being real. Uh, it did not affect me in the same way, but that's because I am built different. I no, was going to say. I, I have a lot of Taco Bell in my life. So. And that's the thing. I really do think that that is probably what the main thing is. I don't eat Taco Bell. I, it's my least favorite place. I never eat it. My family always eats it every Friday night whenever we're recording because they know. Mm-hmm. They all love it. I hate it. So prior to the events that occurred after, did you enjoy the Mexican pizza? So it was good, but it wasn't like I remember. It was like I remember. I it loved wasn't every like bite. amazing. It was amazing. Mm. <laughs> no, but you don't have you don't have a giant love of Taco Bell. No, but I did have a giant love of the Mexican pizza. That was my only thing that I would ever eat whenever. I I feel like your love of Taco Bell is very many figures that you're going to have a bad time with it. And your gut is just not built. No, it's not. (laughs) For the Taco Bell anymore because you have let your love for the whole experience of Taco Bell dwindle over the years. That's fair. But still, it does not negate the fact that I was up from 2.30 until 6 o'clock in the morning. And I, I'm, at that point, I had to get in the shower and get ready for work. Because well, I would assume you'd have to take a shower. Yeah. 
I wasn't pulling a cannon sitting in the bathtub. (laughs) So you have uh, also on here, limited edition Old Bay seasoned goldfish. Now, I found these on the trip. I bought a single bag, and I ate them, and they were amazing. And I remember Mo really likes Old Bay seasoning. Sent her a picture, said, I'm going to go back. I'm going to get you a bag. Went back. All the bags were gone. In fact, we went to three different targets uh, after that conversation, and none of them had them. But turns out they're just now rolling out. So... A real friend would have remembered when you bought your bag (laughs) and just went ahead and bought two. I mean, yes. I did kick myself pretty quickly. But anyway, they're very good. Very good. Probably the best goldfish I've ever had. Really? Okay, but I have a question. Yeah. Are they, you know how like the flavor blasted is like powdered? No, it's it's not like that at all. It's much more like the regular goldfish. Like you feel the grain. And it's just dusted on there? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It was real good. Okay. Uh, Somebody said that they also tried it and they could have used more. Um, I feel like it was a good balance of of the flavor, but very still the best. Was that somebody Oriole? Because if Oriole said it. No, No, it was (laughs) somebody else. Okay. Uh, Dr. Pepper Dark Berry is back along with a zero sugar version. I never got to try this. Did you ever try it? Mm -hmm. Well, might be time. Limited edition three cheese Doritos 3D Crunch Chips. So long of a name. Gosh. Three cheese Doritos (laughs) 3D. 3D. Crunch chips. chips are headed to shelves now in conjunction with the premiere of Stranger Things Season 4. Uh, the flavor is a mix of cheddar, Monterey Jack, and Parmesan cheeses. Okay. Mm. Firework Oreos are back. Uh, normal Oreos filled with the Pop Rock-like candy. Okay. My kids loved these last year. I never got the whole like Pop Rock sensation when I ate one. Really? Yes. I, it, is it me? Uh, maybe. <laughs> what is wrong with me? Is there that's no saliva on your tongue? <laughs> no. Because that's what activates it. Uh, Lucky Charms ju- <laughs> Just Magical Marshmallows are back as well. Uh, these are boxes now, little mini square boxes of just marshmallows from the Lucky Charms box. Cool. We didn't get any in the last round, which was like six months ago. They never showed up to our town. Which is probably a, good, probably a good thing. <laughs> Sunkiss has come out with a new soda flavor, mango orange. Uh, and unlike the normal orange flavor, this version is caffeine-free. I thought all orange sodas were That's caffeine-free. That's exactly what I was just sitting here like, wait, hold on. I am super confused right now. Uh, I've n- been giving my kids caffeine all these years. Yeah, I'm, I'm, we give our kids Fanta a lot when we go out, and I'm like, I really hope Fanta doesn't have any caffeine. I'm pretty sure. It... <laughs> oh, I don't does know. Fanta have caffeine? That's the first thing that pops up. Let's see, there's caffeine free. Okay, hundred percent natural flavors, fruit juice, caffeine free. Okay. 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 Right. Okay. <laughs> a new Mountain Dew coming out called Purple Thunder. It's purple rain. <laughs> Jeez. The flavor is blackberry and plum. Hmm. It does not have any grape in it, despite okay. being purple. Well, plums are purple. Yeah, but people see purple, especially like in a soda, you're going to think grape. You're not going to think plum. That's fair. <laughs> I'm just saying. Pringles. Okay, this is a long one here. Pringles is partnering with Hot Ones uh, to launch, which is that 
I'm glad you're answering YouTube. the question I'm, what I'm thinking right now. It's that YouTube show from um, First We Feast, which is where the guy interviews a celebrity while they're eating hotter and hotter wings. Have you not ever seen this? No. You would love it. It's so good. <laughs> okay. Um, like, it's so popular that when they started, it was just, like, YouTube personalities they'd have on. And now okay. they got, like, big celebrities For on. real people. Yeah. Did your shoulder just pop? No, I think I oh, okay. did this with the table. Okay. Um, but anyway, so what they do is they start with a rather mild hot sauce, and they go all the way up to, like, a... Burn your mouth, chug the milk kind of hot sauce. That could be super fun. Yeah. Um, and so... Can we do that? Part- <laughs> I'm, I'm not opposed to uh, an event at some point. Okay. Pringles is partnering with Hot Ones to launch three limited edition Scorchin' flavors. The flavors are uh, and launch information are as follows. Pringles Scorchin' Hot Ones Los Calientes Verde. It's a punchy, smoky blend of serrano and habanero chilies, sweet fruit, and tart tomatillo packed in one crispy bite. And it tastes like grass. Nationwide, starting in June. Pringles Scorchin' Hot Ones Los Calientes Calientes Rojo, the perfect uh, balance of sweet applewood, smoked red jalapenos, and tangy habanero for a fiery blaze in every bite, will be available exclusively at Walmart beginning in July. And Pringles Scorching Hot Ones, the classic hot sauce, uh, the timeless hot sauce flavor with an extra peppery kick that will keep snackers coming back for more, available at Circle K exclusively starting in July. And then there is going to be one final one called the Last Dab flavored Pringles, which that's their big one. That's the the, the hottest one that they actually make themselves uh, will be available through two sweepstakes via a QR code on the Pringles cans for these other ones. Okay. Yeah. So that'll be really hot. Can I just make a a note here? I find it quite humorous that the first two that are, they lean a little more on the spicier side are Spanish in name. Mm. And then the one that is very bland, very basic Total white people. (laughs) The hot ones, the classic hot sauce. (laughs) Tell me I'm wrong. I mean, I will not. Yes, see? Trolley. Trolley, there you go. Sour bursting crawlers feature sour gummy worms with a gooey explosion of flavor inside. I don't want to eat a gummy worm that bursts. It's like a sour gummy worm version of a fruit gusher. Um, remember gushers? Yeah. Gushers were fun. Gushers were amazing. They were not in the shape of a <laughs> insect. Worm, oh, yeah. <laughs> they were like little rubies or yeah. something. <laughs> Each bag contains four different varieties of sour bursting crawlers, cherry pineapple, blue raspberry strawberry, strawberry grape, and mango fruit punch. Interesting combinations. KY yeah. in our chat says all worms have a gooey burst inside. Exactly. <laughs> they are making it very realistic. <laughs> Which one would you rather have? The crunchy worm or the bursting worm? You remember the crunchy yeah. ones, right? I think, honestly, I think I'd rather have the crunchy worm. Really? I oh, think so. I'm all about the, the bursting worms. Those are going to be good. Because you're gross. <laughs> McDonald's is launching a new chocolatey pretzel McFlurry tomorrow. Uh, DiGiorno. Oh, this this actually this might actually get me to buy a DiGiorno pizza for the first time in uh, over a decade. DiGiorno is launching a new fully stuffed crust pizza 
which features an entire layer of melted cheese inside the entirety of the crust, not just on the edges. It's like the closest thing to that Pizza Hut double-decker pizza thing that they made a long time ago. That you really liked. Oh, it was, was not so good. good. It was mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't like it? Mm. <laughs> nope. Uh, anyway. Yeah, look for that. Okay. KFC. Okay, it's your favorite time, Mo. Oh, it's man. your favorite time. We're traveling the world. All see right. what weird things they're making. Right. KFCs in Singapore are serving up the new mac and cheese Kentucko. Looks like Kentucky and taco. Kentucko. A fried mac chicken taco shale, uh, similar to the one from Taco Bell occasionally, filled with macaroni and cheese and topped with shredded cheese. Fried chicken taco shell. Mm-hmm. Filled with mac and cheese and topped with shredded cheese. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Could be good. Yeah. Now, I don't think you're going to find these next one as appealing. The Pregnancy Whoppers. Huh? <laughs> In one of the more entertaining Mother's Day promotions, Burger King Germany celebrated Mother's Day by giving out free pregnancy whoppers to mothers and expectant mothers on May 8th at one location in Berlin. The pregnancy whoppers are so named because Burger King conducted a survey of the most popular pregnancy cravings for expectant mothers and for one day gave out whopper burgers that featured the nine most popular cravings. Oh no. Here they are. Fried egg and banana. Now, all of these came served with a Whopper patty and a sesame seed bun, but everything else was added. Fried egg and banana Whopper. Bratwurst and Nutella Whopper. Currywurst and uh, blathering, which is marinated fried herring Whopper. Fish sticks and applesauce Whopper. Fish sticks and applesauce. (laughs) Cucumber and marmalade Whopper. Strawberry ice cream and fries Whopper. Cream and gherkins Whopper, which is a small type of pickle. What kind of cream? (laughs) I don't know. I think whipped cream. (laughs) Tort and beef, which is a double Whopper with layers of cake, cream, and fruit. (laughs) And vanilla ice cream and green olives What in the world? They actually, actually handed these out. I uh, did not find any reviews. <laughs> I'm assuming they were all pretty gross. <laughs> but do yourself a favor and Google it, though, just to see the photos, because they no. made very dolled up photos for all of these, and they just look amazing and awful at the same time. <laughs> I got goosebumps. My hair is sticking straight up. <laughs> I don't think you can see that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It happens so violently with you, too. Sorry. Just, uh-huh. It's like all your hair is like, we're out. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to be attached to you anymore. It's terrifying. <laughs> all right, let's take a break here. When we come back, we've got your weird news for the day. Stick around. Shining light. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good deeds and moral excellence and glorify your Father who is in heaven. That's Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. 
I find myself almost daily lingering on this verse, remembering to be the light, to shine in the darkness and not find myself dimmed by the world, but brightened by Christ's love for me. I found myself this past week recognizing a little fact about light, a fact that I'm sure most all homeowners are very aware of. Not all light is equal. Personally, I prefer a soft white light, not yellow and not so bright that it's blinding. I've also learned that too much light can produce a lot of uncomfortable heat. The light fixture above our kitchen table has seven bulbs. When all seven bulbs are lit and you're sitting under the light, it's not long before you're looking for an excuse to retreat. The amount of heat the light gives off has to be illegal somewhere. Christians can find themselves like this light fixture in my kitchen, oftentimes giving off so much heat that those around us are looking for a way out rather than drawing near. Our attempts to spread the gospel and shine our light can in fact leave others uncomfortable and not in a positive conviction of the spirit kind of way, but instead a way that leaves them hurt from interaction. As we walk through our journey, let's remember to be gentle, just as Christ was gentle, soft and compassionate to those around us, shining our light in the dark and dying world, but only as a reflection of the light in our own lives, not seeking to burn those around us with unnecessary, uncomfortable heat. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And hey, make sure you're following us on all the socials. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search for at the Back Row LTN and connect with us. Now it's time for Mo's Fact of the Day. Once they get going, asparagus plants can be cropped each spring for 15 years or more. But the spears start out the diameter of a pencil lead in, in year one. It actually takes three years from seed to first harvest. Hmm. Gross. Now it's time for SSA News. (laughs) We're going to share a weird news story with you and build a white answer card for a future Sunday School Answers pack. Florida teacher. Is this going to make me angry? Maybe. Florida teacher allegedly bit two students over a jar of pickles. Allow me to elaborate. A teacher faces charges after allegedly biting two students over a jar of pickles. According to the WFLA-TV news report, the incident occurred in October of last year. The two students were at Bartow Middle School in the store when a teacher, Rhonda Rice, tried to take a jar of pickles. The students reportedly tried to take the jar back, and Rice allegedly bit them on the forearm. According to WFLA, Rice was about to get the was about to uh, get the pickles back. The students reported the incident to school administrators. Uh, the aunt of one of the victims reportedly went to police to press charges in November after hearing the story. According to an affidavit obtained by the news uh, source here, Rice eventually admitted to licking the students, though the aunt believes it was more harmful than just licking. <laughs> of March 7th, two misdemeanor battery charges have been filed against Rice. Rice is scheduled to be arraigned on, uh, apparently that already happened, Uh, has been placed on paid administrative leave and transferred to another middle school. (laughs) 
She's had quite a few other things uh, in her file, disciplinary reasons, but none of them had anything to do with attacking any of the students in any way. Uh, although the uh, Polk County Public School spokesperson Jason Geary told WFLA in a statement, although she described her actions as playing around with the students, we expect our employees to act professionally and serve as models of mature behavior. They must set a good example for students to follow, and anything less is unacceptable. What are your thoughts? I should have given her the pickles back. <laughs> How many students have you wanted to bite, Mo? Oh, see, here's the thing. You put <laughs> All a, of them. <laughs> you put a very important word in that question. You said wanted mm, to. Mm, mm. I have had the urge <laughs> from time to time. So often. To sink my teeth into the flesh of an elementary school child. But... Being the adult that I am, I know better. <laughs> I have chosen not to. I have restrained myself from seeking out such violence. Oh, my gosh. I did, however, tell a group of kindergartners the other day that I also wished that they were at P.E. <laughs> I wish we were at P.E. today. Yeah, I wish you were at P.E. today, too. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Are you sure you like this job? Uh, So that brings us to today's white answer card. Um, The answer card we'll be adding to our future expansion deck of Sunday School Answers is biting and licking. (laughs) This has been SSA News, sponsored by BackRowGames.com. All right, let's take another quick break. When we come back, we dive into our main topic. Stick around. We here at Love Thy Nerd emphasize relational outreach. From huge convention halls to local game nights across the world, LTN wants to show the love of Jesus to nerds and nerd culture. We're always developing resources and articles to help you grow nerd ministry in your area and expanding our reach as a ministry into all areas of nerd culture. Connect with us on social media at Love Thy Nerd and at LTN On Air to join in. LTN Radio. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember that we air our full morning shows first exclusively on LTN Radio, LTNOnAir.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, you can find our four full shows and our weekly main podcast by searching the Back Row Morning Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the podcast apps. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. Or don't. We're not your parents, and we won't be mad. Just disappointed. This week, we're talking about those parts of nerd culture we just don't understand. Last time, we focused on the anime fandom, the otaku. Uh, Today, we're going with that classic part of nerd culture. Nerd culture. Nerd culture. (laughs) Historically despised by the church, to the point that it is only now being accepted as essentially a harmless game. But uh, I have never played a game like D&D before. Have you, Mo? Dungeons and Dragons? No, Anything? never. Uh-uh. Of that course? Nope. So, I'm, no. Go ahead. 
were you going to say? Okay, I was going to say something, but then I don't know if it's anything at all like Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) So then I wasn't going to say it because I don't want to look stupid. Okay. Yeah. So just leave us hanging. Yeah. <laughs> well, sorry. I found a uh, an article. It's actually like a forum post uh, where this person kind of lays out my exact thoughts and understanding. So he says, I'm no gamer at all. So this could be like a very silly, basic question for you guys. The thing is, is that I always read about Dungeons and Dragons games, not the video game, but the normal game to play with friends that are actually gathered together at a table. And I would like to know how to play it. I've read that it is a book or several books, which is more confusing for me to understand. But I've read somewhere that it can be played as a normal tabletop game with a board and pieces and somewhat weird dice or sets of dice. Is it like a normal game where you pull the stuff out of the box and start to play? I don't know if anyone uh, watches the show The Big Bang Theory, and I think that they have played the game in a recent episode, and it looks just like a regular game. I've Googled it for more information, but I haven't found anything as basic as I need because I've never played a role-playing game except in video games. I just want to learn how to play so I can get my friends into it and play it each time we get together. Okay? That's essentially been my thoughts. Yeah. It's like, I don't really understand what this is. It looks like it's a board game, but it also, like, seems like it's so much more difficult than that. (laughs) Uh, So here, we'll go through a few of the answers. The first answer, the top answer, is it's much easier not to think of Dungeons & Dragons as a game. There is no winner. There is no predefined goals. There are no rules that the DM, which is the dungeon master, the person that is running the game, can't change. As if that weren't enough, there are no limits on what you can try to do during your turn, and often no defined turns at all. In order to understand the appeal of Dungeons & Dragons, I find it best to throw out all preconceived notions of it as a game and start anew. Dungeons & Dragons is an experience where you journey to another world to live the life of someone else. One person takes on the role of the dungeon master, and the other people get a much less cool uh, name of players. (laughs) Simply put, it's the dungeon master's job to create a universe with enough detail and believability that the players truly feel they are there. It's the player's job to live in that universe and make decisions that will affect what happens to them. 99.99% of the time, the players take on alternate identities called characters. Your character is your identity in the universe where the game takes place. The goal of creating a character is to describe them well enough that they seem to take on a life of their own. For example, if you can imagine how your character would react to situations like being threatened by drunkards in a bar, talking to a dragon sitting on a pile of treasure, or finding an artifact that can resurrect the dead, you've literally breathed life into them. At this point, you are ready to take on the identity to face whatever challenges might arise before them. In other words, you are ready to write their story. D&D is an open-ended game. You could be spying on the enemy while posing as one of their soldiers, leading a revolution against a corrupt king, escaping from a dungeon where you were wrongly imprisoned, or rescuing a farmer's daughter from a vampire's mansion. If you can imagine it, it can happen. It's the dungeon master's job to immerse you in the fantasy world and tell you the results of your actions, so there's no limit to what you can attempt to do. The DM might have to think a while after you tickle a sleeping werewolf 
yourself or telling you that you fail to pick the dungeon lock with the dagger you always keep in your boot, but that doesn't stop you from doing it. So he gives you a quick sample situation. The DM says, you are alone in a forest surrounded by trees that appear to be hundreds of years old. Many beams of light shine through the canopy onto moss still covered with tiny droplets from the recent rain. Birds are singing overhead, but you only manage to see them when they fly from one branch to another. The power of nature permeates this peaceful sanctuary, unconcerned with the passage of time. As you were admiring the scene, an arrow breaks you out of your uh, reverie as it thuds into a tree a few feet from your head. As you turn around, you see a young but stout-looking elf staring at you with another arrow ready set to his bow. Why do you trespass upon Lanawar territory? We don't take kindly to strangers, and unless you can tell me your business here, you'd better get a head start in your race with my next arrow, he says, with his eyes trained on you like a cat's on a mouse. Now, if I've done my job properly, at least a tiny part of you feels like you are actually standing in a forest facing an unyielding elf. Here comes your part. What do you do? Tell the elf you were lost and plead his forgiveness? Strike him down with a bolt of lightning for his impudence? Say you will leave peacefully if you are permitted to ask a few questions about your brother who went missing four days ago? It's all possible, and what happens next is entirely up to you. So, what's with all the dice, then? Technically, I've been describing a class of games called role-playing games, of which D&D is the most well-known. Almost all role-playing games follow the basic structure I've just described, but they vary greatly in setting and rules used to resolve your actions. Games can happen in the Star Wars universe, in World War II, the Cthulhu mythos, you name it. Each game usually has one book for the rules and several others that cover the setting and material used in adventures. For this post, I'll give you a whirlwind tour of the basic D&D rules. Um, so you have skill, which is your strength, uh, and basically all your different kinds of like character, level of character, determine you know what your skill levels are. Um, but essentially, you have these different dice to roll to see. Uh, they're, they're essentially used to see if you are successful in whatever you're trying to do. So uh, it's based on the difficulty of the task. So if you're going to use the the simple die, you know, like the there's only either the four die or the six die or whatever, you can throw a pillow across the room and said, okay, you, you get a high number, you successfully do that. But if you're going to like, you know, try and save somebody or do something that's very difficult, you'll be rolling the 20 die, the D20. And you got to get a high number uh, in that in order to be successful. Uh, use all of them interchangeably or sometimes all at once, leaping across a 30-foot chasm, um, shooting an arrow into the air, hoping that it lands directly on the head of some king or something or dragon or anything like that. Any action that you do, you roll these dice to see if you're successful. Okay. And then that's essentially it. You tell a story. And so what I gather from this is that it's largely <laughs> essentially a, a fantasy novel that the dungeon master is writing. Uh, 
because as he read out, like in that example, he read out this whole scenario. Mm -hmm. The dungeon master had to have that prepared. Right. Those books might be there to help guide you. But again, like I said, you can do whatever you want in the game. And the dungeon master has to kind of react and build the game around that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I find that much more difficult <laughs> than just picking a game. Yeah. But also, it sounds incredibly fun. It sounds very difficult. Yeah, but you have, I mean, like, this would have to be something you sat down days in advance mm -hmm. planning out mm -hmm. and mapping out. And we kind of see this. Did you ever watch Community, mm. the TV show? So, Community, they had a couple episodes based around this where the, the first episode was uh, there was a character called Fat Neil. <laughs> and he was depressed and considering taking his own life. You know, it was a whole story. And they're like, we got to, we got to, like, show him that we care about him like what's something that he loves well he loves dungeons and dragons like let's play dungeons and dragons and so all of them have never played this before they build their own thing and then you know the the extra nerdy kid abed is the dungeon master and he goes all out builds this huge thing it's a binder full of notes for his story he's prepared for any eventuality uh, and that's like i mean how you got to be really creative. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're going to step out of those books. Like I said, you could do this in the Star Wars universe. Uh -huh. or, you know, thing is you're going to build something out of a, another franchise mm -mm. and be ready for pretty much any eventuality. Mm -mm. <laughs> I, it makes my head hurt mm -hmm. just and thinking about it. Add to that, the characters that are playing are only their characters. The dungeon master is every other character that they run into. So you are acting out every villain. You're acting out every bad guy, every tavern person, every, you know, non-important uh, villager <laughs> that you have to get a piece of information from. Like, you're everybody. And so it's almost like <laughs> this is your acting debut as the dungeon master. <laughs> Which really makes like they have these they have games like this on uh, YouTube where they'll they'll play a full game uh, on the Dungeons and Dragons channel on um, I think College Humor had one for a while where they ran it in weird scenarios like they did it like at a high school that was the game mm -hmm. like they're trying to get through high school like but like being the dungeon master is a, seems to be a huge responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> I, mm. So for somebody who I, um, I like to think that I'm creative, but I'm not creative. I'm not quickly creative. <laughs> You're not instantly creative. Yeah. <laughs> you have to build your creations over time. Yes. Yeah. There, I do not think that I could ever be dungeon master ever, never. <laughs> on top of that for somebody who like whenever I learn how to play a game for the first time and people are reading the instructions or the directions I'm always the one that's like okay we just have to play around I just have to do it mm -hmm. to see how it's done because reading all of this is not going to make any sense to me I'm much more of a hands-on learner yeah and as far as I can tell, Dungeons and Dragons is not the kind of game that you hands-on learn. 
It's the kind of game that you need to know. Well, I, I would say that's true for the dungeon master role, but I bet that you could just jump in on what's called a one-shot, where it's just one game, it's not a long campaign, it's going to take multiple times, one like three or four hour game, and be a noob, and just kind of learn as you go. Maybe. That's something that uh, Love Thy Nerd is trying to do. In fact, uh, this coming Saturday, they're having an arcade day uh, online that is just all Dungeons & Dragons games, and they're hoping this will be a monthly thing. With the idea that eventually, every time they'd have at least one that's a one-shot for noobs who can just come and join. Yeah. uh, Which is something that I'm interested in doing. Yeah. I think it would be cool. Um, Again, going back to the community episodes, the second one that they did, uh, they had the group split up into two different rooms. And... Part of the story was them trying to find each other in this vast, you know, mm-hmm. thing. And they had one way they could do it. And one team, like two two members had two parts of a sword that if they had been cleaning at the same time, it would like shoot a ray of light out and they would meet and show where each other were. Mm-hmm. But only one of them knew this. And so his his goal was to... Write a note on a piece of paper, put it on a carrier pigeon, and hope that carrier pigeon finds the other guy. And the, the uh, dungeon master said, that's a very unlikely thing. You're going to have to get a 20. And so he would send out a thing. He'd come out and roll the dice. It wouldn't get a 20. He'd throw it in the trash. And they'd just do that over and over and over again until finally it happened. And then it was like, even for me, watching this comedy, goofy thing that's almost kind of, you know making fun of the game. Yeah. When he rolled a 20, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and then whoosh, suddenly a ray of light shoots out of you. <laughs> like, that's so cool. And like, it made me really want to play. And I've just been so intimidated by the vastness of what this game is yeah. to even get there. But I'm this, this is the year it's going to happen. I'm going to do it. There's going to be a one shot that happens. I'm going to play a lot of our friends. A lot of our friends that watch us on, on Twitch or play mm-hmm. with us on, on the discord are a part of a weekly thing that they do that silver leads or silver and uh, Rogar leave. And I'm like, that's just, that's cool. KY is one of them, I think. No, KY watches. KY watches and then does some art based on some of the scenes. But like, it's just, it seems really fun. And so I'm going to get into it. But let's, uh, just like yesterday, let's take a quiz. I want to do wanna. a quiz <laughs> that says what kind of character we are in okay. D&D. Okay? So here's the first question. Dragons and evildoers, better beware. Your most dangerous attribute is your charm, cunning, Intellect, physical strength, intensity, or wisdom? Intensity. You're intense. I am going to say wisdom. Because I'm very wisdomous. (laughs) (laughs) In selecting your dinner, you'd want a meal that is vegan or lacto-vegetarian. Meat with a side of more meat. Meal? I often forget to eat while I'm lost in some project or another. Or something tasty with a side of good company. That sounds... (laughs) Terrible. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> meal? I often forget to eat while I'm lost in some project. Really? I will do meat with more meat. Number three, your spirit animal is the fox, the bear, the dolphin, the owl, or the lion. I hate questions like this. <laughs> um, the, I don't know. Pick for me. Dolphin. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I heard the D come out of your mouth, so I'm like, yeah, she's going to pick dolphin. <laughs> bear. I'm going to pick bear. <sighs> Uh, your next ideal vacation includes luxury you didn't have to pay for. Check. Camping somewhere beautiful. Sure. Tours of historically significant sites. Okay. A service opportunity. Uh-uh. <laughs> vacation. An vacation. E- <laughs> an extreme adventure or some sort of theater or musical festival. I have to pick one? One. Okay. Um... Luxury I didn't have to pay for. (laughs) I will pick musical festival. All right. Question five. Your exercise regimen involves dance or acrobatics, the most challenging workouts you can find, hiking or cross-country skiing while uh, your way through nature, bicep curls as you raise your mug of coffee to your lips. There you go. I guess I'm the same. Mm, Though I don't like coffee all that much. Your perfect Saturday includes a concert or other live act, college football game, scavenger hunt or other contest, morning meditation, strength training workout, or session at the library or lab. College football. This is a hard one. Um, did I not? No, you didn't. Okay. I guess I'll do morning meditation. (laughs) All right. Seven, your career, current or future, lies in which arena? Business, social work, or the legal system? Fitness or environmental work? Academia or public relations? Academia, right? Academia for you, yep. I think the closest to mine might be public relations. <laughs> Not really social work or the legal system. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'll say PR. All right, number eight. When you play Dungeons and Dragons, you get a charge out of defeating evil. Or good, we're not here to judge. In real life, you love the adrenaline rush that accompanies getting away with something, performing, winning, an amazing mountaintop view or an intellectual discovery? Performing. I would say that except for the fact that it's got the mountaintop view on it because that really, I get hyped when I see a beautiful mountaintop view or ocean view you or anything. You have to go to the mountaintop to see a mountaintop view. Hey, 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 hey. we've got trams. <laughs> Yeah, the Sandia Peak Tramway up there. I'm just saying you don't like being... I don't want to climb it, <laughs> but okay. I want to get to the top as long as it's well fenced in. <laughs> See? See? <laughs> All right. Back in high school, you were voted most likely to succeed or most likely to change the world. 
I guess, which one were you most likely to be voting Not most succeed. likely? Not <laughs> succeed. Everybody thought I was going <laughs> to fail. Uh, I will say succeed on mine. All right. Your friends would describe you as a spiritual person, a fun person, a beast in a good way, mostly, a clever person, or a driven person. A beast in a good way, mostly. <laughs> like, there's two qualifiers to this. <laughs> <laughs> there's two qualifiers to me, always. <laughs> I would say a fun person. Is that accurate? Am I a fun person? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but also clever. Fairly driven. Which would you would you say? Fun. Fun. Let's go with fun. Okay. All right, Mo, let's find out what you are. You are a paladin. You can't oh, stupid pop ups. <laughs> You're a paladin. You can't help it. You're lawful good to the bone and will protect someone from evil even if you get nothing back in return. Nothing can corrupt your character and any friend you count on, or sorry, any friend can count on you to have their back. Just be careful to not let others use you. Okay. Kind of sounds like real life. <laughs> and I am a bard. You're the one who makes events shine brighter just by your presence. And no party has ever truly begun until you've arrived. You love to see live entertainment and to tell stories about your exciting life. People like you, but that doesn't mean you can't kick butt when needed. You're more than capable of slaying dragons, real or metaphorical. Um, I feel like this is a trumped up version of what I could be. <laughs> All right. But close enough for me. I think Bard, you know, musical-esque character seems about accurate. Bard? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. I had a cold chill. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all for today. That usually just... means I'm sensing a lie of some sort. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if we play Dungeons and Dragons, we will use these characters. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Why not? think of our topic this week? Is there something we got wrong? Something we forgot? We would love for you to give us an earful. Join us at backrowdiscord.com and message us in the Respond to Show channel. Message us on the socials at the Backrow LTN or leave us a voicemail by calling 575-562-8052. What's up, nerd? Are you enjoying this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Tune in to LTN Radio for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie 24-7. Not to mention a whole network of podcasts, shows, specials, and shorts, many of which air on LTN Radio before they're available anywhere else. Join us at LTNOnAir.com to see our schedule, stream our station, and download our app. Welcome back 
Welcome back to the Backroom Morning Show. I'm Mo. And I'm Radio Matt. Before we go, we want to share some things that we love. Mo, do you want to go first? Mm-mm, you can go first. Okay, I'll go first. Meow Wolf. Talked Meow about Wolf. it a little bit yesterday. Uh, Meow Wolf is a collaborative art project where in Santa Fe, they essentially took over an entire huge building. I think that used to be a bowling alley. Really? Uh, something like that. Like it was a giant building that they took over and they filled it with... Uh, two stories worth of art projects built into a house, like inside. It's an interactive Interactive, art. touch everything art project. Animal. There's even a cool story, like mystery, that you can try and solve if you're going to be there all day. Um, but it's called the House of the Eternal or House of Eternal Return because you'll go through it in one direction and it'll spit you out at the front again and you go through and you find another path and there's all these secret tunnels and portals and you can jump in the dryer you go walk through the fridge you go into this futuristic uh, portal realm like it's really cool it stuff. is really cool uh, very much loved it they started a second one in Las Vegas uh, called. Um, Omega Mart, which that's the one that's gotten a lot of publicity lately on YouTube and stuff because it's like the beginning part of it is like this weird um, grocery store where things just aren't quite right. Uh, and then there's a whole secret in the back and everything that you walk through a freezer and you get to this big back area too. Uh, and then the most recent one they opened was... Uh, I don't even remember what it's called now. Something Station in Denver, which uh, we went to last September, which was also really, really cool. Um, it was more like a, it was like an interplanetary or interdimensional or whatever kind of hub, portal hub. Like a this, station. And like this weird like back alley street alien back alley street that you're into like it was really i mean just it's beautiful and kind of scary and just all kinds of cool and uh probably some of the the neatest experiences of my life just yeah being immersed in something like that so here's the thing sorry i'm cutting you off go ahead it's, I'm done, pretty much. As you are explaining it, and I'm reminiscing <laughs> on our, our trip out to Meow Wolf, and I'm just kind of thinking, you know, KY said that she has wanted to go, and immediately my first response was, oh, your family would love it. And then I thought, okay, but it, there is a lot of sensory overload, but for somebody who, like, Cannon and I both struggle with a lot of anxiety when it comes to situations like that, where there's yeah. a lot of people and when there's just a lot of things that are going on and to look at and to take in, you know, just the whole sensory overload can be kind of mm -hmm. overwhelming. But I never felt that the entire time that we were walking through with yeah. everything that is there. And so I'm sitting here trying to figure out how that possibly worked. I, I think it's because you are almost transported out of your own body in this thing. Like you are just so focused on everything that you're seeing that you block everything out. Like, yeah, there were probably a couple hundred people in there with us. I don't remember any of them. I just remember everything that I got to see. Even after having already been there before, going the second time, I still, yeah. I don't remember the crowd. I don't remember bumping into people. I don't remember being shoulder to shoulder with anybody. I just remember 
seeing all this cool stuff. <laughs> the only time that I can remember kind of having a moment of panic was, you know, they have like the treehouse mm-hmm. portion. Mm-hmm. I was terrified that there were too many people in like on this tree house and that it was going to fall. <laughs> like that was the only time when yeah. I was like, okay, we got to go. We got to move. We, we got to get out. Cause there's nobody there like controlling the crowd or anything or telling people, okay, you need to get moving. You right. Need there's to nobody pointing stuff. anybody anywhere. Right. There are people there everywhere, like watching and making sure everything's right. safe. But, but you're right. Yeah. There's no direction. Yeah. And that's, Kind of the point. Right. <laughs> yeah. You need to be able to explore it and see it on your own. Mm-hmm. But for the treehouse specifically? Yeah. Treehouse is also very tight. Like, it's a very, very small. Yeah. Narrow, one person. <laughs> but lots of people will crowd on there. Yeah. You're right. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's still very, very cool. It, yeah. My kids had a blast and they're just like, oh, 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 I gotta do this. I gotta do this. I gotta do this. Like, I just, I can't, I can't think of a, a cooler experience as a kid. Yeah. Because that's like jumping into a fairy tale. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that describes it perfectly. Like the cool thing, the, one of my favorite things is the dryer. Mm-hmm. As a kid, everybody wanted to jump in the dryer and spin around or whatever. Well, here you can crawl into the dryer, and it's this big, like shiny room full of clothes. <laughs> like, the but same, it's like this weird thing. The same thing with the refrigerator. Like I can remember as a kid, mm-hmm. like kind of having this idea of what's behind the refrigerator. <laughs> what if I close the door behind me? What if right. you know? What's gonna happen? Do the does the food have like a dance party in here? <laughs> like. What? And you can walk through the refrigerator. So my sister-in-law tells a very funny story about, because they went with us when we went to Meow Wolf. Mm-hmm. And so there is a picture floating somewhere of my sister-in-law coming out of the dryer because it's a slide. Yeah. You slide down it, coming out of the dryer, but the person at the other end apparently thought that it was one of their family members coming through the dryer. And so they snapped the picture real quick and then they're like, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so April is like... It's okay. Was it of her butt? Is that what you're saying? No, but it's oh. just like, you know, she's just, just took a picture of her. Yeah. Okay. You know, can, like think about <laughs> oh, your you're kid. Not our yeah. Think about your kid when <laughs> they come off the slide and you take that picture, that face of like, you know, right. ah. Gotcha. <laughs> and yeah, so April's like, I, I still wonder, is that picture just floating out there somewhere? <laughs> Here's a random lady I accidentally took a picture yeah. of. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Are you are you done with your I'm thing? I'm done with my thing. What's your so thing? So speaking of pictures, my thing is actually yearbooks. Oh. And I had forgotten how much I really do like yearbooks because, you know, for the past couple of years, my kids haven't gotten a yearbook. Thanks to what we not will not speak of. Yeah. There, hmm. there was nothing to do. I guess that's right because they're put together by, in high school anyway, they're put together by the... The yearbook actual team. yeah students yeah if you're well, not there exactly and there's nothing to take pictures <laughs> yeah, of no pictures. Like, there were no activities Send in your happening photos of you doing stuff at your house they tried to do that <laughs> they tried to like send us your pictures of um, remote learning and blow it and everybody's like no nah, that's nah, okay thanks that's weird yeah um, <laughs> but Mila got her. Fifth grade yearbook. Mm. Uh huh. She's going to be in middle school next year. Oh, wow. Uh huh. And then I got my first yearbook as a staff member. And so I'm comparing. We 
she goes to a different elementary school than what I work at. So I'm comparing our two yearbooks, going back and forth. And then we had our yearbook signing. Mm. So I got to go sit out on the playground and all the kids came over and signed my yearbook while I signed all of their yearbooks. And it was, I don't know, I had forgotten how sentimental and sweet yearbooks are. Also, I was looking through at all of my students and, you know, we take pictures in the fall and now these kids have grown, you know, eight months time. And so they look like little babies in, in the yearbook in the beginning of the year. And now they're all big and grown. The, um, my senior year, I had, I had gotten my yearbook every year through middle school and high school. Mm-hmm. Senior year, I get my yearbook. I had ordered it. I had ordered it with my name on it and everything. And uh, it got here and the spine was busted up and bent to where you couldn't open it properly. Like you had to really hold it open and it wouldn't sit on the shelf right, and it just looked all gross. And because I had put my name on it, that was the only one I could have. Wow. They didn't have any extras with blanks or nothing. They wouldn't give me a, any kind of refund. They wouldn't That's offer to crazy. redo it. And I'm like, well, thanks for ruining my last yearbook. Thanks for nothing, <laughs> MJ Thomas. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I don't know where. <laughs> so, uh so yeah, we just I threw it away. <laughs> I just used Adra's yearbook because it's the same year. Uh, but yeah, it was a bummer. Nine, so, Ninety bucks down the drain. Okay, uh, <laughs> this year's yearbook one hundred and thirty-five dollars. Oh, uh huh. And I asked. So the freshman academy, their yearbook is eighty-five, and so I ordered Canons. But the high school yearbook is one hundred and thirty-five, and so I asked Hofer. I was like, "Do you want your yearbook?" And he's like, "No." I don't want it. I still think that I'm going to order it. But anyway. Yeah. But he doesn't want it, one, because the esports team is not in there. Oh. Uh-huh. That's messed yeah. up. And two, apparently there were over a dozen seniors whose pictures didn't even make it in the yearbook. Really? Well, I bet that happens a lot, though. They paid for their yearbook. They pay, And then they're not even in there. Yeah. How does that happen? Because it's put together by students. <laughs> students are fallible. Yeah, but they're supposed to have like a teacher that's yeah, over but the them. Te- but the teacher is just there to guide them. It's not she, the teacher's not there to like check every aspect of this they entire three hundred page book. Think about all the crazy junk you can put in there. You well, could, they did get in trouble for that. So <laughs> edit somebody's name to not be. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> To not be what it's supposed to be. To not be what it be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That'll be a... We, I don't think I've told that story on the podcast in at least a long time. We'll have to tell that story again soon. Yeah. About the the fight for for uh, journalism rights. Uh, you, yeah. And then how they screwed... The yearbook screwed it up. Every, everything that I earned. Yep. I do remember that. <laughs> the next year. Um, <sighs> but yeah. No, I bet that happens a lot. And... That is a bummer, though. That is a bummer that, about the esports team not being in there. Uh huh. Yeah. I really wanted my senior yearbook because I was all over that yearbook. I was in it like fourteen times. I don't know how, but I was. I was good job. That was a good year. Senior year was good for me. Like that was my favorite. I could have redid that year three or four times and been happy. <clears throat> it was so good. I I really enjoyed senior year. I think most people say that. Yeah. 
Hmm. I mean, senior year has to make up for the poop shoot that is freshman, <laughs> sophomore, and junior year. <laughs> Uh, well, let's end with our verse for the day. Mo. Our verse for the on, day is Ephesians. <laughs> Ephesians 4, 2. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. And that's going to do it for the back row with Matt and Mo. We hope you enjoyed our discussions and hope you'll join us again for our next show. Check out lovethynerd.com. It is positively jam-packed with articles, podcasts, and videos that cover a wide range of nerdy topics. And just like any ministry, we are largely supported by those willing to partner with us financially. As one of the newest staff members of LTN and a part-time nerd culture missionary, I'm looking to build my support team to help this radio station grow and help my family financially as I pour more focus into all I get to do for Love Thy Nerd. For more information, visit lovethynerd.com slash radiomat. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus Jesus loves loves you, nerd. nerd.